Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world, so follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to uh, comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So to start off today's podcast, Steve, one thing I wanted to say is I'm back to my old mic as uh, me and Steve were sitting here struggling as I could not figure out why my brand new mic that I just got a week ago was fading in and out. So I guess I get to figure that out before I go to the Mustangs game tonight, Steve. And also, I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger on buying the same mic right now. So you get to yeah, that's out. actually a good call because <laughs> honestly, let's let's see what the issues here. Because people give this mic fantastic reviews. I do a lot of research before I buy, but sometimes you know duds come through. Out of all the things I bought, some things have excellent reviews, and you just get one, or you could buy something that people hate, and you get the good one. So hopefully, um, I don't know what I could have done, but I will be playing with that mic. Back to the old mic, and me and you kind of wanted to jump into a podcast kind of out of the blue, just out of all the hockey news that is coming out right now. And so uh, what's the first thing you want to talk about, Steve? The the conundrum, which is Anthony Duclair, (laughs) the Duke. Yes. Yeah. The the Duke. So the Duke, um, you know, let's talk about brief history, right? Him and uh, Domi looked phenomenal at the World Juniors. And a really dominant performance by Canada in that juniors, but that was such a sad team. Um, and then, you know, Duclair's first year with the Coyotes looked really promising. Him and Domi were a dynamic duo. And then just like Domi in the second season, he faded off. And then that was really it for the Duke here. And then he was having a hell of a time finding a home. And the comments from almost every other coach he played for was great talent just not great hockey IQ, right? System-wise and knowing how to play in his system and go. You know, he was more of a run-and-gun type of player, you know? And, you know, for instance, on this one, like I literally was watching this game because I was excited to watch Duke in a uh, Blackhawks uniform was, you know, Jonathan Tays literally shoving him to go to the spot on the ice because he was skating to the wrong area. Now, I understand that, you know, when you're with a new team and, you know, you you know, they may have a different system and you're not used to, but hell, it's it's a bad sign when the captain's shoving you on over to an area. Tortorella, you know, it was very verbal about his comments. But then Duke goes to Ottawa and Duke does well enough to make the all-star team. So yes, he does. so looked really, really good. And now he's a Florida Panther. And this is also weird to me because I don't know if you should really go to his agent and say, is your head so far up, not even funny? Or to Duke saying, like, what were you holding out for, right? Yeah, because I was stunned when I saw the contract come through, and I'm like, wow, that doesn't seem like what I what I would, me personally, thought Duclair would go for. But then I looked at this article from a couple months ago on the score, which I'm pretty confident the score is Canadian, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, okay, so on the score, Dorian said the team offered him a substantial raise, but the parties couldn't come to an agreement. Well, I don't think he's making much more than he did last year now, is he? Well, no, he's probably making the equivalent. So, so remember, Florida does like not have that. Like maybe a bridge contract? Is he thinking maybe he can go to Seattle and maybe Seattle sign up for big money? I don't know, but why would you, right? 
you know, that's this, this is the problem with this, right? Is okay, so he's probably making the exact same amount of money because he was at Ottawa at 1.65 million. Canadian taxes are way higher than Florida, yeah, so probably at the exact same level. But what was he holding out for? Why wouldn't he sign with Ottawa now? Before everybody jumps down to the Ottawa's a uh, uh, you know, a garbage dumpster fire, um. They are rebuilding and starting to rebuild in a, quite an impressive way. They've got a lot of good young talent on that team. Yeah, I don't think that dumpster fire exists anymore. You know, that's been that has moved on, and they're building in a pretty exciting team down, out there in uh, Canada. But well, so the other it, thing though, this makes me wonder about Hoffman. Right? Are they looking to move away from Hoffman? You know, uh, the Panthers as well. But now back to the Declare thing. Okay, so on one point six five million, you know, I've heard the estimates were as high as four million dollars for Declare, you know, and I think it was a three-year contract, is what I had read somewhere. So, you know, without that being confirmed, what do you think significant would mean in your in, in your eyes? It depends. It's Dorian, right? So I don't know what significant substantial. If you're going to say substantial, you're not talking he's going to go from 1.65 million to 2.25 million. No, you're talking he's going to go up to like a three and a half, four and a half million dollar contract. I'd imagine that's what you're looking for substantial based off, based off Duclair's performance with Ottawa and everything. I mean, easy for me when I play my NHL games, Duclair's one of those guys where the second I see is a free agent, or I can make a decent trade based off of how my team looks. I'm going for Duclair because Almost any time I pick him up, man, at least on the game, he's fantastic for me. And honestly, an amazing season. Like I said, at the All-Star game, and you knew he was going to get paid this season. And that's why this, I think oh. this contract is just kind but, of like... But this is, this is where you say he knew he would get paid up until COVID slammed that door, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's where I'm seeing the thought process here. And this is why it was criticizing the agent or declare. Because, okay, yes, you had a good you know, a good season and it's been a while since the Dukes had one, right? And maybe this is was his breakout year, but we don't know, right? But we yeah. do know he was bounced from three teams before he found his rhythm again. Right? So yeah. so in the year where you knew the salary cap wasn't gonna go up, um, where a lot of teams are gonna be struggling and you had the opportunity to make money. Now, the only thing I can say is maybe he was just saying, hey, if it's got to be Ottawa, I don't want to waste, you know, my years playing in Ottawa. If I don't think they're going to be a cup contender in the next five or, you know, four or five years, right? Maybe that had to play into this. He's not an old guy, man. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. That's, that's what I'm saying. Kid. So that's what I'm trying to figure out here, right, is what thought process went into this? Because if it was money and they were giving him a bump, then why would you turn it down? You weren't going to get it anywhere else this year because it it takes an amateur like me to pull up cap friendly, go down the list, looking at free agents and what was available going. There's not many teams that can afford to pay somebody, you know, a significant contract. And then over the next two years, they're not taking any risks. Right. Yeah, I don't think you can take risks right now as an NH. Honestly, any professional sports team, uh, unless you just have just a ton of money, it's uh, they're not going to be making a lot of money these next year or two, man. That's just not yeah. gonna, something they can do. So you're right. right. And Ottawa still has, you know, six million, six point six million in cap space. So, oh no, sorry, that's the Florida Panthers. I don't even know what the. Sorry, I was quoting the wrong team there. Florida still has six million in cap space. So I think Ottawa has the most, don't they? 
Yeah, I think they do. I just got to go pull that on up. Um, but we think those conversations just went sour at that point, or maybe there was some other dynamic in Ottawa where Anthony declared I, this didn't want to be there. That's the thing is, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, if you want a payday in a in a decent, you know, a decent payday, you know, if he got three point five or four million, um, that's not bad, right? It's way better than one point four. Yep. Way, way better. So did he overplay his hand thinking somebody was going to swoop in and come on in? Like, who knows what other teams were knocking on the door, but I don't think they were talking four or five million because nobody had the room to do that. And it's a safe contract for the Florida Panthers because they probably said to him, okay, we've got cap space, you know, over the next couple of years. So if you have a great season, sure, we'll extend you. Maybe they've already had preliminary talks on that. If you get certain numbers you know, they, they'll lock him in. But I'm just I'm just dumbfounded by this, you know, unless yeah. he just really hated playing at, you know, for the Senators, if it was something internal. So no clue. I can't wait to have, we have our GM back on. We'll ask his opinion on this one because this one just, I just sat back when I saw that signing. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Right? So yeah. Maybe there's more to the story, like I said. So before I can jump to conclusions, it's good to have all the facts. But I just don't see making a level move, you know, straight across the board. Maybe he didn't like playing in the Canadian market. Maybe it was time for him to get back out, right? So who knows? Yeah, it's it's one of those conundrums. I don't really know what this means. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like... It would be it would be great if it could get some if something made sense somewhere if it could be like oh it was probably for this reason or this reason or I think you kind of nailed it a little bit with COVID I think teams aren't willing to take a lot of financial risks right now and he had a really good performance with Ottawa but we've seen players have a fantastic performance one year and then just that was it like man the amount of NHL players that just have fantastic years and then just disappear it happens all the time. It's not something that's uh, happens in every sport too. Every sport I'm thinking about, I have all these little minions running around in my head right now. I'm like, no, every sport I can think of, people can just have a fantastic year and then just disappear. So hopefully that's not Duclair. I would love to know, like you, what what led to him just getting a barely a bump in money. Uh, well, but let's let's do this. Let, let's com- let's compare because this is just what I'm looking at here now, right? Because he, you know. Because what I would like to know is, was the door completely shut for the senators? Was that it? It was done. He could not become a senator after he just said no to that, right? Right. But let's take a look at the teams. <laughs> and it's, we're going to do the side-by-side comparison. Just oh, because. Florida to Ottawa? Yeah, because do okay, that right now do. because I want to make sense of this, right? And this is how I do stuff. I really go back and I look at things. So Ottawa, goaltending-wise now, Murray was added, I believe, before the contract, but before Declare turned down the, the contract extension. So they've got Matt Murray, two-time Stanley Cup winning goaltender. That wasn't a good team. Can't take that away from the team, but he has two cups. Can't take that away from him either. This is his year to prove himself, right? Really prove himself yes. on a brand-new team to see if he can help rise them on up. Anders Nilsson, decent pairing right there. So I think they were top pairing in the league. Not one of the, you know, I think they're in the top 
Uh, they may crack nineteen. I'd have to look at it all. Like I'd have to go over all my 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 pairings yeah. again and see. I know that they didn't crack my top five. You know, um, they they but, weren't my they would they wouldn't have been my top ten either. But they could I, yeah, be I don't either. think I called them in top ten either. They they could possibly fit twelve to eighteen. But let's we'll we'll do a whole other show where we completely rank all of the pairings, not just. I like that. Let's do it. Starting with number thirty one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but now we're looking at. The, the funny part of the Florida Panthers, if you get Bobrovsky on a great season, because he did really well in that last short season, right? Yeah. Then he could be a game changer. But Bobrovsky last season was not a game changer. He was a very expensive goaltender underperforming. And I don't know enough about Chris Dreiger. No, I me neither. I, I've that, seen him play. I mean, good goalie. He's not Bobrovsky. But Bobrovsky this year wasn't Bobrovsky, so... Yeah, yeah. So goaltending wise, I'm going to call. I actually, you know, in my honest opinion, I'm giving Ottawa a slight nudge in this one. To be honest, I'm more than a slight nudge because I don't know enough about Florida's backup goalie. Now defense going across. So you've got what I consider to be a younger defense. Well, they're about same age gap wise. So over on the Senators, Shabbat, hell of a defenseman, right? Yeah. They already locked him into a long-term contract. Great job, because he's got a bright future, right? Zaitsev, good defenseman, $4.5 million. Uh, Eric Branson, not a bad – he's out there at $4 million, right? Mike Riley did okay with the Habs. You know, he's at $1.2. Uh, and Yaros, don't know a ton about those two guys, so I can't make a comment. But overall, defensively, Senators don't look too bad, right? Uh, no, they look pretty solid. I mean, I played with uh, right before I got NHL 21. I had NHL 20, and I was uh, I did the Senators build with off their current contract, and you know, did pretty good. I bombed out in the playoffs every single season, but pretty well built team, and I like their defense. Like, like I said, I, I agree with you. They're a young, really good defense, and I think that, like I said, they've done really. Good. I'm just really impressed again with how far Ottawa's come in such a short short period of time from the dumpster fire that was what was happening in in the ottawa area but yeah yeah so like let's look at florida's defense right yeah so ekblad if ekblad's healthy he can be a hell of a defenseman keith yando loved him with the coyotes he brings a lot more to the table than guys realize like those two top two defensemen pretty good strawman's a good defenseman i think they just picked up Uyghur, if i'm not mistaken i'm gonna have to look at his playing history then that Gudas, you know, wanted some more physical presence on the back end, right? You know, so I can understand that. And the other defenseman, again, I don't know too much about to really say anything else, right? Yeah, well, so, Weger's been with, I looked at it real quick here, yeah, Weger's been with Florida since the start. Yeah, uh, it's just but, like the yeah. too, yeah. So the other guys, like I said, uh, Nutavari, if that's how you say his name, and Riley Stillman, don't know enough about to really comment on them, so... Overall, defense, yeah, defense-wise, I'd say they're almost equal when you look at the parts, right? The, yeah. Because they have – the only thing that – they've got a, a veteran in Zaitsev, right? So you've got veteran leadership on both defensive ends. So I'd say defensively they're about the same. Now, offensive. All right. Um, we'll talk about the Panthers first. Huberto, great. Barkov, phenomenal. Hornquist may, is, may bring that extra edge to them now, right? That yep. tester in front of the net, something they may have been looking for and really lacking, right? Uh, something but, to prove back to Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, and Connolly yeah. was playing well with him. Bertrana was having a good, uh, a good, you know, had a good year with them as well. I think he was the pickup from Boston, right? So, you know, he he had a pretty good season with them. Um, Wenberg came on over from, uh, oof, what was that? The Blue Jackets. Now they got declared as mix mix up. Uh, a, a carry, you know, is in there. <laughs> Hinnestroza. Uh, started pretty darn good with the uh, Coyotes, and then last season just disappeared. So maybe he's he he brings some speed. It's just he had no finish for the Coyotes last year. And now going down to last three guys again, do not know a ton about them. Carter, Ryan, and uh, Alexi. Don't know much about those guys, but and Alex Sorella is not yet signed. It does not look like yeah, he's still restricted free agent. So. Those last few guys there, like you could do Hinnestroza down. Hinnestroza could possibly do something. We just got to see. But now it's, you know, let's see what Declare adds to that. Because now, like I said, they don't, they got a good enough, a good amount of scoring from the other, other senator that just walked out, that hasn't re-signed with the team, Hoffman, that's just hanging out yeah. there. So is Declare enough to, you know, Declare and Horquist enough to fill up those gaps, right? So yeah. So we'll see. I still, you look at this team, there's just a lot of question marks. Can they put put it all together? But it really starts with Bobrovsky. He's got to be lights out. And their backup's got to steal games too, right? They've got they've got a lot of, they've got a long road ahead of them. But now let's compare this on over to the Ottawa Senators, right, man? And this doesn't yeah, speaking sound Speaking of Florida, bad. who's right at the top for them? Yeah. Uh, Dandenoff, yeah. Colin White. Artem Anisimov, Connor I really Brown. like the. Oh, can I say I really like the Evgeny Dandenov contract? I like the. I, I really do consider it a low risk. It's three years, fifteen million. I think it's a really good contract. It'll be thirty four. You're well, not locking a, him into some crazy money, but he's getting paid well. Yeah, no, exactly it. So I don't have any issue with that one either. You know, I, I'm looking at that going. I think that's a pretty solid pickup. And again, yeah. you know. If you compare him on over to Declare, I think I would take the risk on Dandenoff, right? So it also makes him like the fourth highest paid player on the team coming yeah. over now. Yeah, and then Tierney, Austin Watson, solid there. They they're taking a risk on Galchenyuk. Now for all the Galchenyuk bashers in the world, yeah, but a million fifty. That's what I mean. That that's yeah. not bad at all. And like I said, you know, if, I remember, if he comes up to true like the good old Alex, that would be a massive pickup for Otto. But, but, but if but, if he but doesn't. But this is this is the type of team for Galchenyuk. So here, here's what I'll say with Galchenyuk's career, right? I've watched him all the way through a hab, and the, the guy's got a bullet. He's got good hands, right? His biggest thing has been, you know, for a while the knock was on his defensive play. Yeah, he, it's tough for him to play center because I just don't think, you know, overall he's got the defensive awareness of a, of a true centerman, right? So Galchenyuk with the the, the Penguins, right? Has that, then gets into trading camp, you know, gets on with the team and just couldn't find his rhythm, right? Like he just did not find his rhythm with the team. So he gets turned over to the the Minnesota Wild. And I think he was starting to fit in right towards the end, right? It just took him a while to start finding again his rhythm and stuff. And it just wasn't enough. So I think, you know, again, with the Senators here, this is another you know, sign for Galchenyuk, can he go and elevate his game? And there's nothing like going back to an old rivalry, right? A team that let you go that you were hoping to have long-term plans with, you know, that let him go. So maybe this could spark him against the Habs, right? So 
now going back down the rest of their list, right? Because it's kind of funny he's towards the bottom, but Brady Kachuk. It's is on weird that to see him that far low on a. Uh, on yeah, and, that's it. and it's just because of the money issue, right? So you look at yep. their team; they don't have quite enough, in my opinion, to be. Like I said, they're going to be they're going to be that really pesky team even more so this year, in my opinion. Now, if you if this is what I'm the only right. thing that I could say, you know, if I was declare. And I jumped on the Panthers was if Bobrovsky just had an off year and they can do better, maybe they can hit the playoffs. And if we kind of see what realignment's going to look like first, right? Because if that's the division I think he's going to be in, they've got no hope. I'm still comparing the teams. I would have taken the longer contract with a young and exciting team, right? That just would have been me. So instead of declare, these guys get a, you know, Alex Galchenyuk. You know, in his spot, that's pretty much put up similar numbers at times, right? So um, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm looking forward to trying to get some insight as to what had happened here, you know, to figure out, you know, what happened in this deal as to why he really turned down the Ottawa Senators, especially if it was going to be more money, and then just went for a one-year contract. The other thing that's scary about this hockey and any sport, right, one bad injury and now you're not worth much at all. It really is um, something I think sometimes these athletes want those longer contracts kind of I would still want the NHL to lean away from contracts over five years and then they can get one year, whatever, however many extensions they want after that, as long as it's not in a contract. But yeah, I think, you know, if I get hurt, I still have money coming in. I just I don't agree with that. (laughs) It's like, you know, I get hurt. I don't get money anymore for my job. It's over. You know what I mean? And it's like they're already getting millions of dollars a year. It's like, well, you're going to have to figure something else out now. You got your college degree. Your legs all tore up. So I guess you're going to have to join the rest of the workforce. But you're going to be $8.7 million ahead of the rest of us. So it's not like you're going to struggle. But And plus, as an ex-hockey player, you're going to have a lot more perks to be able to be a coach or be on a team somewhere and actually perform. So I don't, I don't like these you know, if I get hurt, I can't get paid anymore. So I like these short contracts. Anyway, fans, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Yeah, and I got my uh, Ogden Mustangs game tonight. Actually, when this podcast posts, I will be at the game. It'll probably be in the second period when this thing uh, officially posts because it'll be posting tonight around 10 30 p.m eastern standard time 7 30 p.m pacific and also be sure before we wrap up here that you'll tune into our episode airing sunday or monday where we're going to be having the uh, assistant coach of the carlton place canadians on we're super excited about that so be sure to tune into that one and let us know what you think but as, as steve said we're going to wrap it up here this is pigeonhole hockey this is chris and steve have a great one hockey fans and we'll catch you next time